Welcome back to the Basecamp Show. I'm your host, Alex Vassius, and this is a podcast about entrepreneurs and online creatives who are on their way to the summit. Today on the show, I meet with Adam Groff, who's a local insurance agent and has been a business owner since his college years. We talk about what it takes to be a business owner in today's world, going through some of the struggles that we have each experienced. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash peak productions, where you can gain exclusive access to behind the scenes footage and a more in-depth view into my process. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. So welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for thanks never for done this here. before. This yeah. is the first. Yeah, well, this is my second time doing this, so it's almost a first for me as well. So go ahead and explain to our listeners what you do who you are, what you do. Uh, my name is Adam, Adam Graff, and I own and operate uh, a small insurance agency. So we pretty much handle all the personal stuff, the auto, the home, you know, umbrella and life insurance and all that stuff. Um, been doing it just shy of 10 years. This year will be 10 years. And uh, I enjoy it for the most part. It has its, has its good days and bad like anything else, but, mm-hmm. but it's all right. I dig it. That's good. So insurance. Insurance yep. world. Awesome. What made you decide to get into that? Have you always been like business owner oriented or did you always want to do that? You know, I knew I always wanted to run my own business. My dad has, has been a Mason, a self-employed Mason contractor almost my entire life. He started the business pretty much right after I was born. So I always saw kind of the way he lived and saw the good and the bad, but it, it was, it seemed worth it to me. So I, I knew I always wanted to go that route. I just wasn't really sure where, um, or in what, what space, um, you know, I went to UW Oshkosh with a, I double majored in psychology and philosophy with the intention of being a psychologist and starting my own practice. But after I'd finished my undergrad, the, the thought of another two to four years of school at that point was not, not attractive. I, I had <laughs> enough by then. I was ready to do something else. Yeah. And, um, at the time I was working at a bar and right around that same time, our general manager left to, to pursue something else and the owners were looking for somebody to take over so I thought I'd give it a shot and step up and did that for a few years and um, then helped a, a friend start a, another bar up here in Appleton and it was fine but that's an industry I didn't really want to be in the rest of my life like restaurant ownership yeah restaurant yeah. bar and restaurant it's a really tough industry it's a great industry it's full of awesome people but it's tough yeah there's tough hours and and it just wasn't something that I think was a great fit for me long term so at that point, it was like, well, if I want to start my own business, this is probably the best time to do it. And yeah. the insurance space was one that I didn't need a ton of upfront money, you know, to be able to start. And um, training-wise, the company that I ended up getting with Farmers Insurance is, is awesome. I mean, they're, they're top of the line when it comes to training. So I got everything I needed from them to be able to do what I do. And it just sort of built from there. And here I am. It, it's 10 years later. It happened fast. I don't, That's awesome. Yeah. So you've been doing it for 10 years? Almost. Almost yep. 10 years. Nice, yep. nice. That's a cool opportunity to be like, hey, you want to run my bar? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was know? something. That I was 22 years old, and I think there were, I don't remember, 30 or 40 employees total. So it was a decent-sized place, and I had no experience in in management or, or anything. So it was, it was definitely one of those out-of-the-frying-pan-and-into-the-fire type situations. But... Mm-hmm. I was able to learn on the fly, and I worked with some of the best people I'd, I've ever met, and I still am close with most of them today. 
there that that was a big help i mean if i had a handful of people that you know didn't want to work or were difficult or whatever i'm sure it would not have gone nearly as smoothly as it did yeah the people um, around you really make a difference yeah that's when it comes to the business people are yeah. the whole thing really. yeah and that's the hard part about like what i do and i i guess you could you might have this issue as well is like being a sole insurance agent it's almost like you're a one-man show you know so you're attending networking groups and you're meeting other people and you're trying to build that social circle around you of good people mm -hmm. because when you go home or when you go to work at the end of the day or in the middle of the day it's like it's just you by yourself yeah there's good and bad to that i know sometimes like you said i'm a one-man band there so i'm every department from sales to service to billing to yeah. you know the whole nine yards and the good part is in a, in a way i know of everything that's being done you know i can i can track all that it's hard to grow that way though you know, obviously you can only one person can only do so much and still have a life outside of that which i yep. fully intend to do so trying to find good people is is not easy it it takes it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and then if you do find somebody and it doesn't work out then it took a lot of money probably too to, right. that didn't really end up going to the right place so that's that's a probably one of my biggest challenges is trying to find the right people yeah and to let go of control that's yeah i i see that tough. across the board with business owners myself included like anybody that wants to hire somebody or bring somebody into contract like for a project or a job they just they have a hard time relinquishing that control or yeah. they want to be involved with it which i totally get because i'm that way too like i'd rather just do it all myself mm -hmm. than trust somebody with it which is not exactly a great quality to have <laughs> yeah and i've always kind of been that way it's just like if you know the old saying if you want it done right do it yourself yeah and that, that's always kind of just been stuck in my head and it's it's tough to to let go i mean even when i got married you know i'd lived single for a handful of years and i sort of had my way of, of doing things and there yeah. was a learning curve there too between my wife and i like mm -hmm. I was I was still like I'll just just leave it alone I'll do it I'll do it and then finally she called me on it I was like listen this has to be a this has to be a two way street here so yeah it was a it took time but it's the same idea I think yeah how's how's that been for you being being not only a business owner but married and you had your first daughter mm -hmm. and your wife is also a business owner mm -hmm. how does that dynamic work for you guys you know I think that has been a learning curve too but fortunately my wife is is wonderful i mean in a lot of aspects but when it came to that before she even started it we had that conversation like you know one business owner is is one dynamic now when we're going to double that that's a whole different world and you're going different directions with your businesses right yeah. we're doing two different things they're right. similar she's in the real estate world but mm -hmm. still the idea is is a little bit different there so just to try and make sure you know we kind of agreed early on that that marriage was still going to be priority one priority, yeah and business is is a close second but it's still second mm -hmm. um family's got to be at the top because otherwise it's just too easy to get roped into i mean her and i are the same type of person when it comes to work like just put the pedal down and, and get the job done and do the things and, and make make it happen one way yeah. or another yeah. so it's it's tough to to put that in a back seat you know when you get home at night and and leave it there but mm -hmm. but i think it's it's working out well and she's she's even taken on additional responsibilities as a, a business coach too so that's awesome she's that's a great fit for her that's awesome she's got that hoorah rah 
spirit that that works well for for helping other people succeed yeah that's that's good for her yeah i totally get that like that's the one of the things i struggle with is working out of home like as a home office mm-hmm. your your home and your your home life and your business <coughs> life doesn't really separate very easily right it's like if i'm in that back room in the office that's work and then like coming out of that it's you got to switch over to yeah. home life now and that's difficult because it's like okay at five o'clock six o'clock like whenever you're done for the day you're trying to leave and that's where a place like this like world headquarters is awesome because it's like a space you can come to and actually leave it and then you leave and you just like mentally you're checking out yeah and we both realized early on that working from home is not that's not our thing yeah i mean i knew it right away for me because when i tried i mean yeah the house was clean and the dishes were done and dinner was made and the laundry was done and everything at home was done but i didn't get any work done exactly because i was in a different (laughs) my brain my brain works in such a way that like when i'm in my office it's time to work when i'm at home it's time to be at home when i'm at the gym it's time to work out you know it's segmented in that way and she realized the same thing that just working from home doesn't doesn't work for us for some people it's totally fine it just depends on who you are and that's I think a big part of being, being in business for yourself too is trying to be on, being honest with yourself about who you are and what actually works. Yeah. Because you can say things like, well, I'm this kind of person, but until you're actually in the middle of it and doing it, and then then your true colors, I guess, if you want, come mm-hmm. through and you say, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't work the way I thought I worked. Yeah, that's really good. That's true that, like, you have to, like you say, be honest with yourself, but then figure out what works what doesn't there's no cookie cutter pattern for this business works this way mm-hmm. you know i i have to work from home or i have to work from an office and it's a lot of self-reflection and then discipline and i think a lot of like emotional stuff as well to realize you you learn a lot about yourself like maybe i'm yeah. not this way and i thought i was like you're saying maybe i really need to get out of the house and work from an office yeah because i just can't do it at home even though i like being at home you know it it just not it doesn't do well for business growth yeah i think if you're wondering who you are and you're trying to find yourself being in the being you know floating in the sea of self-employment will tell you who you are <laughs> in a quick hurry because obviously you know there's the ups and downs and goods and bads and mm-hmm. each experience i think is a little bit of an eye opener for at least for me it was the first several years mm-hmm. that you just kind of figure out what works best for you and what's what you're going to need to do to to make it happen to succeed right, right. you got to come up with that pattern to be consistent that a normal job a day-to-day you know salary <coughs> employer job provides already you come you work you go home and we like you take that for granted when you're in that environment but all of a sudden you're on your own i've heard it described as like you said an ocean like you're on a raft in the middle of the ocean by yourself like which direction do i go yeah. just to start going somewhere mm-hmm. and you'll figure it out but you're just po- trying to put the pieces together and establish it to be to fit your lifestyle and your personality. Yeah, and that's really cool, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah, I remember asking my dad. I think I was uh, maybe three or four years into the business, and in my particular business, they say five years is the magic number that you know whether or not you can you're going to make it or not. Because so I think the first year failure rate in insurance agents is almost it's like ni- high ninety percent just because oh, wow. people think it's going to be a cakewalk and it's doesn't really, it's not, really yeah. quite work that way. <laughs> but I remember asking my dad, I said, do you ever have days where you ask yourself, why don't I just get a nine to five, 
where all I have to do is show up, do my job to the best of my ability, go home, collect my paycheck. You don't have to worry about anything else. He said, yeah, and he's been in business for 35 or 38 years or however long. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, I still have those days, but the farther I go, you know, the longer I'm in business, the, the fewer and farther between those days they come, happen. Yeah. So that one stuck with me from that day when he said it because it's it's been true. You yeah. know, those first two years, it was a daily thing. Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. is this, did I make a huge mistake here? And now, you know, it happens. You have bad days, but they're they're still ever decreasing, yeah. which is a good thing. I totally get that. I'm right in the midst of that. <laughs> Having just left my full-time job, now I'm down to part-time working for them. I go there on Mondays and then work from home a couple other days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're still holding on to it because that's like we need that lifeline there a little bit. Right. But there are those days where you're like, it would just be so much easier to just show up and get the paycheck and then come home. Like, yep. But it it's not as rewarding of of a pursuit you know yeah like just working for somebody else and that's the struggle i think trying to figure out which is the best spot for you because self-employment is not for everyone and working a nine-to-five is definitely not for some people you know also so just being in the spot that you're in where you're kind of in the middle you're in flux i think is a good thing i did the same thing i continued to bartend and do some other things when i first started the business just because i needed the money yeah but that was a good spot. Like, okay, which of these things is actually more attractive to me? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know the direction it worked for me yeah. specifically. But that was an eye opener. And then at that point, too, just always talking to other business owners that are at different stages. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're just starting out or they've been doing whatever they're doing for fifty years, and everywhere in between. That was really helpful for me too along the way, just to kind of yeah. get their thoughts and what they've learned or what they're in the middle of it just gives you perspective i think yeah no kidding i've talked to some people who have been business owners for like 40 years like asking them like well what do you do about like consistency with money and a paycheck right because that's (coughs) what you get from a normal job is Mm -hmm. every two weeks you get x amount and it's like what do you do then like how do you pay your bills and they're like 40 years later like i still struggle with that sometimes i'm still wondering when the money's coming in and I guess that's just part of the, the job, and that's the risk and the reward that you take with doing it, you know? Yeah, there's, I mean, when you're self-employed, the income potential is basically unlimited. Yeah, it's but just how much you want to work at it. Yeah, yeah, it can be very limited, too, if you don't, you know, if things mm-hmm. go badly or you, you don't want to put the time and the effort in. I'm a firm believer that no matter what you do, if you're willing to do the things and put the time in and do things the right way, the money follows eventually right it's just how long and can you float it until you get to that point i think is i can attest to that (laughs) yeah yeah doing doing what i've been doing i mean almost about a year now and it's like i haven't made nearly enough like the amount of work i put into what i've gotten out of it is so little but it's like an investment you know you're just building it up because after so long you finally get your processes you get you get that like it's like a mental thing as well as a business thing like you you got to get your head right of how i want to go about this process how i want to go about that process yeah and you're literally building something from scratch everything from like your web design to how do i want to organize my sales funnel and how do i want to market to people like you just got to figure out what works for you yeah it takes time road yep but like you said you just kind of keep trial and error and and doing Mm -hmm. things i mean obviously there's the certain things that are 
for sure either way. You know, if you do things the right way, that's obviously a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, just the little things. Am I more of a plan the night before or the morning of? Do I, you know, am I better off staying up late or getting up early? Like, it's just, right. it depends. And, and like you said that, you know, you haven't made the money, but you put the work in. I had a customer very early on that said something that kind of stuck with me too. She said, you know, people in your business, and I think this goes to anybody that's self-employed. She said, you you do a lot more work than you get paid for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you get paid for a lot more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just flips eventually. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I, I guess that's true in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So it just, it's a, it's a time thing. How, how long can you last? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's worth it. I think in the long run, because even if you look at competition and whatever business you're in, I think a lot of it's outlasting the competition sometimes too. Right. I know a lot of people who've tried to do what I do over the years and it either just wasn't for them or didn't work out or whatever reason and they don't do it anymore. Right. But at one point they were competition. Now they're not, which obviously helps me in it's some a good sense. Thing. Yeah. It's a very good thing. <clears throat> Time and effort. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good segue into like you're really the one that helped me get started on that like a year ago, was it? <clears throat> That you hired me to do like it's gotta be about a year, yeah. Video, social media content, something or other, because that was that point where I was switching from okay, I want to do. I wanted to do something for myself. You know, I've always been. Entrepreneurial in the sense that like oh I'm, I got this cool business idea and I want to do this or like make that, and it just like never pans out or I never had the right idea, and I just I I can work normal typical jobs but i know it's not what i want to do i've always known it's never what i want to do so it's just been kind of looking for that what's my passion and what can i turn into a business idea so i was just going through the motions going to school for it you know internships mm-hmm. all of that and then decided like i really like video and content creation and producing and social media and marketing and like the aspects surrounding that like pertaining to a business Sure. And so then that was that point about a year ago that I'm like, I wonder if there's any like entry level positions, like people just looking to give out experience for something like this. And that's when I found your job posting. And that was about as entry level that's, as it can be. <laughs> yeah, that was entry level. <laughs> Going in like, what are you looking for? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. And I think this, this whole idea, I mean, the podcast, the social media, the all of this stuff is still so new. I'm in that <clears throat> kind of that sweet spot generation where when I was a kid, cell phones and like computers and all that stuff were still pretty new yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s to now where it's like everything. Everything runs off of all of that stuff. I mean, social yeah. media is like the king of, of everything, it seems. So it's it's been interesting to kind of watch it. Had I not been in business for myself, I don't think I would have really cared Right, you know, to but then you see it as a tool. Yeah, yeah. and that's, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of, of having to deal with it. I mean, if I wasn't in business, I don't know that I would use it very often at all. But when you are in business, it's... You're talking about like Facebook, yeah, social media? Yeah, because yeah. it can be a distraction too. I yeah, mean, oh yeah. I keep it open on my desktop at work just because I do get business that way. People reach out and ask questions or whatever, but... And obviously, like you said, use it for video and, and things to mm-hmm. for promotional ideas. But it can be a big distraction too. All of a sudden, you find yeah. yourself, you know, scrolling mindlessly for 20 minutes, and then you wonder what, where did the time go? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just wasting time here. So 
It has yeah. its good and bad, but it's it's there to stay. I think I don't. Yeah, it's going you, anywhere. You gotta like you gotta meet people where they are. Unfortunately, if you want to be in business and you're selling to consumers and even to like other businesses, kind of like what I'm doing, is everything is through social media. Everybody's on it. Everybody has a presence because that's where the general population interacts and communicates. So you got to go to where they're at, even if right. it's kind of like I would rather not. I would rather just you know put on my website and yeah. just call people, but it doesn't really work that way anymore. Yeah, and that was my thing. I'm I don't really like being on camera. I'll do it, but mm-hmm. I went to the reason that I ended up putting that job post up. I went to Miami last. That would have been February, and saw. Gary Vaynerchuk and Gary a bunch of other yeah. people, yeah, do. It was a, a intensive one-day deal, um, specifically designed for insurance people and mm. real estate folks, and there's a couple other groups, and that's all it was. It was it was social media. Yeah, he's based. big on that. Yeah, <laughs> he's big on that. <clears throat> I mean, that's his his thing. And before that, I don't, I don't think I'd done a video or I'd done anything like that. I put out a few, you know. I'd put a facebook post up on my business page once a month probably it was pretty pretty sparse yeah. and that that day was again a huge eye-opener you know just talking to people from all around the country that that do a lot of it and how it helped them to get to where they're at which mm-hmm. was far ahead of where i was at yeah it was huge and it, it i mean i think minute one he basically said, like, if you want this to work, you got to do video. That's that's where things are at right now. You have yeah. to do video. And my heart kind of sunk, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do that. And yeah, I don't have exactly. anybody else that I can yeah. force it off on to make them be the one that, that talks on camera. So yep. we did it. And I appreciate you making it as comfortable as you did because it oh, was yeah, not, likewise. <laughs> not, not my comfort zone at all. But Yeah, it's one of those works. tough things like I didn't realize, I actually didn't even realize how big video was becoming in business before I got into it. Like, I had an idea, like, oh, people, like, that's just what people will do. That's what businesses do. They put out video, and, like, that's kind of the way of the future. But I didn't realize how much people are, like, looking for that or that they realize it, you know? So, like, they they know they want video. They just don't know much about it. They don't know they can afford it they don't know Mm -hmm. how to do it you know all they know is that their competitors are looking great because they're doing all this stuff and they're getting traction through video and they're struggling through it and that's like 90 percent of the people i talk to when they're interested in my business like i didn't even realize it was that like people were so looking for that you know yeah i think a lot of people are but like you hit on the price is a is a pain point for a lot of people because i know the first few times that I had kind of looked around earlier on and thought, I should probably do something like this. And in my case, and I think a lot of people's cases, I don't know how to do it. I can't. Yeah. I could take the time to learn it, but that's a lot of time invested in, well, equipment and all this other stuff that I don't have and don't want to spend the money on. Yeah. But a lot of the places that do it, the the price point was just, for a small business, was kind yeah. of outrageous. Yeah. You know, a lot of these places tend to want to focus on bigger Bigger companies, bigger companies yeah. that sure it's more lucrative for them. Well, yeah. obviously, yeah, it makes sense. But to try and find someone to help out some of the smaller businesses was was tough. Yeah, which is why I went the route of like, well, maybe I can just hire somebody part time that knows how to do this stuff, and yep. at least it looks a little bit more professional because I can just pick up my phone and right. record yeah. myself. But anybody can do that, so I was yeah. looking for something that looked a little bit 
more professional really yeah that's true those are like the there's like three people i run into in like the the business realm when it pertains to video there's the people that like know they want to do it and they just want to jump on and get in it there's the people that think i don't need to hire somebody i'll just pick up my phone and do it myself Mm -hmm. which is okay if you can make that work sure and then there's the people that don't even realize the value in that and it's kind of like it's like photography like photography is an old thing like if you just go pay somebody to do photography for your business or for whatever you got going on you kind of know like okay it's going to be expensive mm-hmm. like, that that's an investment because photographers they're just expensive and video is like i think it's so new but it's still along those same lines where it creates essentially a timeless piece for your business and it depends on what it is you know like what we were doing for you you're your school supply things where you right. you bring stuff over. Like some things are like for the moment, like I'm just going to throw this out on social media as like an update. Right. And then some things do well long-term. Like we're going to create a testimonial for our business about our clients and like push that out there. And like, that's going to be our main marketing piece for X amount of years. Right. Like that's a bigger investment than just doing a quick video to throw out on Facebook. Right. You know, so it's like, you got to gauge that and it's similar to, photography as well that people are gonna want to pay to invest in that and that's like what people it's like trying to get people to think about it that way because it's it's weird it's everywhere but it's i don't know how to explain like people take it for advantage or something you know yeah i think for granted it it's reusable too which is big which is why we went with some of the educational stuff too in my particular business educating people is big Mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't understand what it's about and and it's a good way to get that stuff out there. But like you said, it's timeless in the sense that if I give the information in this video and we put it out and it helps a few people, great. Mm-hmm. A year from now, I can turn around. The, that information hasn't changed. Right. I can still put it up there and give, you know, educate a few more people potentially. Mm-hmm. But then to just mix that in with some of that other stuff, you know, the quick updates and the yep. – it, it's, it's more important than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because I grew up in a generation where it wasn't do your own stuff. It was, you know, put it in the yellow pages or make sure you're at the top of the Google listings or whatever it might be, which is all fine and dandy too. But like you said, to be where people are, and people are on their phones all day long. Yeah, they want to watch video. They don't want to read anything. Well, that's the other thing too. I mean, you just consider how your brain works when you scroll through, you know, facebook if it's more than like two sentences you're yeah like, nope. <laughs> yeah no that's I'm the same way i don't really care but if if yeah. i see four seconds of a video that catches my attention yeah it's like oh maybe i'll keep watching it yeah and as long as it's not 20 minutes long yeah exactly there are, you know youtube's i guess a better place for that there are places to do that but yeah yeah the quick one two minute deal it's, it works and it's a heck of a lot cheaper than a lot of those other things that you can be doing as far as tv and radio and billboards and Oh, yeah, that's almost even outdated, you know. Especially how pricey it is. Because last year I had looked into it just to kind of get a gauge of of where things were at. And as far as the impressions per dollar spent in comparison to social media were, it just didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. I guess it depends on your line of work as that's well. That's true too. Like a business. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you're a restaurant off the highway yeah, like that's and you're some, trying to get people valuable. to pull off, yeah. yes, definitely. A billboard's your, probably your yeah. best spot. But for me to put a billboard on Highway 41 doesn't make much sense because 
yeah. most people aren't going to pull off and drive two miles because they saw a billboard to go ask questions about insurance. It just doesn't right. work. Yeah, so exactly. that's that's true. That's a big part of it, depending yep. on the business that you're in. Is yeah. But I think regardless of the business that you're in, social media tends to be a good place to be. Yeah, I totally get that. Like even for me, as a video production business, I'm still trying to turn around and do video production for my business, and that's difficult. So like things like this, kind of getting into the realm of <clears throat> podcasting, and then also not like blogging or sorry vlogging but like video updates like youtube channel facebook like creating that content for my business to mm -hmm. put out there in addition to creating it for other businesses I'm like it's tough it's easy when yeah. somebody's like hey i want you to do this i'll pay you to do it like just get it to me in a week or so right and you're like that's easy but when it's for your own business you're like i don't know it's just it's tough it's that creative process that you have to get right. into it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of the customer to try and figure out what they want to see yeah, exactly. I know for me that's a big part of it because insurance isn't a fun, you know, sexy, tangible product. So mm -hmm. to try and get people's attention and hold it for at least a couple minutes is not is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. You know, I was giving my wife a hard time. Like, well, yeah, you get to sell a pretty house in the backyard <laughs> and they can envision their kids playing and their dog playing. I said, I don't. Insurance doesn't have that. <laughs> Imagine your life where everything like, is covered. I, yeah. yeah, I sell a product that people don't want to use. Insurance. Don't really want to yeah. pay for. Personally, I don't really want to see them have to use it either. Yeah. It's a really unique product in that sense. Yeah. So it's hard to try and get people to it's kind of got attention. a bad rep to it also. Definitely. The industry you know. as a whole has a, has a yeah. bad rep because there's hundreds of thousands of people every day that make insurance claims and save themselves from financial ruin and it goes perfectly just like it should. Yep. But you don't really hear about those most of the time you hear about the ones that something didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Yep. And the immediate jump for a lot of people is the big bad mean insurance company is trying to hose me which I don't think is usually the case. I, maybe it's happened but mm -hmm. it's really not. They're, they're a business like any other so their goal is to obviously make money but also keep people happy and provide the service that they're meant to provide right so it's tough i mean to try and find out what customers want to see to at least like i said hold them on for a couple minutes just to get a little tidbit of knowledge which will hopefully make their life easier and maybe make mine a little easier too in yeah. the process because most of the issues i've had over the years were misunderstanding related or just mm. people didn't understand what how it was supposed to work or what was supposed to happen. And that's part of my job to make sure they do understand that. So, mm -hmm. And that's the cool part about doing what I do is it's not like face value, just selling B2B, like just here's your stuff and, you know, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's like I have to get involved in what you're doing as a business. Right. It's like what you're saying with insurance and selling and it's got a bad rep and how do you communicate that to people like, I have to get involved on that level right. with each and every business owner about their business. So like to see it from their perspective of like, what are you, what struggles are you facing and how can we turn this around and use it to communicate to your audience right. about it. And that's something that I enjoy about what I do is I get a wide variety of things to deal with, you know? So like yeah. one day I'm, one day I'm practically an insurance salesman figuring out how do we sure. get this out to people and like turn insurance into something fun and, you know, communicative and something that people understand. And then the next day I'm working with somebody else on 
some other company idea right. project and that's something that i've enjoyed that's pretty cool pretty neat yeah i think getting involved is definitely the best way to do it for whether it's a business customer or a personal customer because that's really the only way to find out about them and what they need mm-hmm. i think that gets lost a lot in business it becomes about me and us and how much money can we make and what yeah. gets lost is the customer which is the lifeblood of the business to begin with and the whole point is to find out how you can help them and serve them that's i think if you're going to start a business the the idea of of serving other people has to be at the top because yep. otherwise there's no point to do to do it i mean yep. it's it costs money to run a business and if you're not going to do it the right way and serve people probably not going to last you might as well have taken that money and spent it on lottery tickets then if that's if, yeah, if exactly. all you're going to do is worry about <laughs> you're going to make more maybe money making way, money yeah. right yeah so no that's my that's been my philosophy all along is i've had different business ideas and ventures in the past that you know you learn from and that's been my philosophy since like day one is focus on the relationship with people more than it's going, it's going deeper than like, I'm focusing on giving the best product to you. It's more like, how do I maintain and have a good relationship with you? Like, how do we build a friendship and then be able to work well out of that? So that even when the project's done and like, we're technically no longer working together, you're still a good friend. You're still a good reference, like somebody in in like your back pocket, so to speak, not that you're going to use them, but somebody you can pass business off to, you know, like that sort of thing. So you focus on like you said, like, let's make you comfortable with video. Like, let's, like... Um, yeah, spend a little time. Yeah, so you, sp- you spend time together to, like, understand each other on a personal level more than just coming at face value, like, all right, let's get the video done. Because I've heard that from feedback from other people that have, like, they want to hire me from video, but they've had bad experiences with other companies that are very impersonal. Like, they're just going right. to set up, shoot, like, all right, give us what you got, and we'll capture it. And it's, like, a very uncomfortable situation and so just trying to create that environment and that relationship where you're like it's all good like let's just hang out and do what we're gonna do and what will be will be you know yeah especially when you're getting into what you do i think it's such a personal thing you know each Mm -hmm. business has its own nuances and things that that you want to try and capture yeah so i don't think there'd be any other way to do it you know you have to yeah exactly from my perspective sit down with them and spend some time with them get to know the people involved the the operations involved the environment that they're in if you really want to get that out to other people yeah i guess you couldn't just show up with a camera and record 20 minutes and then move on you'd have to find out a little bit more and that's the difficult part going back to what we were talking about before about like relinquishing control in your business i can hire somebody to go film for me but are they going to take the same time that I would? Or are they just going to show up and say, you know, I'm paid to film this. Right. Let me just film it. Versus me, the business owner. It's like there's so much care and thought. Like everything, your reputation is on the line basically yeah. with everything you do. So you've got to like be super meticulous about it versus if you just hire somebody to go film without supervision. Right. It's like are they going to take the same precautions? And probably not unless yeah. they share that same vision that you do. And that's therein lies the tough part of hiring and yeah. and bringing people in and training's a big part of it but to find the person that has the right mentality to begin with and then to put in the time to train them that's mm-hmm. all that's all a gamble yeah 
So that's for sure. That I, from most of the business owners I've talked to over the years, that has been pain point almost number one or two mm-hmm. has been hiring and just finding yeah. good people. A lot of the events and networking seminars and everything around the area that I've seen, a lot of them pertain to leadership, hiring, firing, you know, people management. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I that seems valuable. I'm not there yet. <laughs> like yeah. someday, I mean, yeah. maybe I will be, but man, I do not want to jump into that. Yeah, that and I've had worms. a handful of folks work for me over the years briefly, just part-time type mm-hmm. stuff. But it, you know, it's a, ours is a tough industry to get people to get excited about. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. cold, cold, cold calling is the way I started, and it was not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I did that a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was three nights a week for the first few years, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah, it worked, and it got me where I am, and that's fine. But it was, it was not easy. So it's tough to attract talent. Yep. Um, and that was a part of that that seminar down in Miami too. It was about attracting good talent, and and how some of those people got into doing that. And yep. It was interesting the way that, that some folks did. I mean, there was one company, it was an insurance company, they got all of their employees from bars and restaurants. Oh, interesting. Just by going there and, and finding a, you know the server or the bartender or the hostess or whoever it was, just somebody that seemed to have the right type of personality. And it was kind of like, hey, you're really good at your job, but I think you'd be even better at what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was their thing, and it worked for them. That's so. just it. It's like the classic, you got to find somebody with that can-do attitude, like that's excited to be there, or mm-hmm. like willing to learn. They don't have to know everything. They don't have to right. be fresh out of school with a bachelor's degree, but no experience. Like if right. you're willing to learn and put in the time and effort and like a good people person, then you can learn anything in yeah. any situation, you know? Yeah. And those those folks aren't, aren't easy to find. They're there, but right. yeah, you exactly. hope you don't have to cycle through too many to get yeah. To that person. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. It's part of it. So what what sort of pieces of advice or skills have you gotten along the way that have learned that you have gotten you to where you are? Like I know you mentioned the tidbits you got from your dad and then you mm-hmm. got from uh your your first client or one of your first clients way back when. Sure. Like any like solid pieces of like advice for business owners? Uh, going into maybe insurance, maybe going into any business venture as a whole. I guess across business, you know, business wide, no matter what kind of thing you're getting into, keeping the customer number one has. I mean, that one I don't think can change. It mm-hmm. has to be the the customer yeah. is the only thing that makes the business continue. So mm-hmm. keeping them happy is is has got to be number one. Um, but for me to being able to separate business and well, I guess I'll use the phrase real life, other life, yeah. you know, personal life, life, whatever you want to yeah. call it, that keeping the two separate, I had to decide very early on that that was going to be a, a goal of mine to make sure that there was time set aside for myself and now my family. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, like we were talking before, it's it's so easy to get wrapped up into business and and work, and that's your whole life, and yeah. that's your baby, that's the thing you've built. That's you know, it's tough to to step back sometimes and do other things. But I think you have to just for for your own health, because otherwise, you know, in my in my estimation, working too much is actually a detriment. Can be a detriment to the business. I know for me, because if yeah. I'm 
exhausted and I'm frustrated and I've worked 70 hours this week and my mind is just not there. You'll start doing stuff that you got to fix later. Yeah, I'll start yeah. doing stuff wrong or I'll, you know, have a short attitude, you know, with customers that people can pick up on if I'm crabby or, I mean, it's yep. just, it's not, it doesn't, it's not worth it in the end, I don't think, yep. in a lot of cases. So that that's one thing that I would tell a lot of, especially new business owners. Know when to stop. Just, <laughs> and you almost have to plan it out. Yeah. Like say, okay, this, these, these hours in the morning, I'm not going to check emails. I'm not going to go on my phone, whatever it is. I'm just going to do whatever. If it's reading to get more educated on something or working out or whatever. Yeah. Just to separate some of that because otherwise it, you fall down that black hole in a hurry. Yep. I would say those two are probably the most, those are the two that I would have liked to have heard day one. Yeah. I mean, I kind of had them in mind. But still, just right, to hear like, somebody say like, it. I know that, but yeah. Right. Just to hear somebody yeah. affirm how important those things really are. So treat your customers right and know when to yeah. Know when to call it quits on your business for the day. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, for the day or for, I mean, for the week. in the middle of the day. Like <laughs> yeah. sometimes you just, sometimes you just need things to just stop. go wrong yeah. and you have that perfect storm of problems and you're, you're in a bad place to just shut it down for an hour and go... Yep get something to eat or take a walk or whatever it is and it, it's easy to feel guilty when you do that stuff too like yeah. oh, i should be working i should be working but just it's it's an hour and if yeah. it was an hour you were going to spend sitting at your desk all like pissed off Facebook, anyways yeah. yeah or yeah or finding something else to do so you didn't have to deal with the issue you're not coming out ahead that way so yeah. to go do the dishes or something yeah something <laughs> that's that's what i do yeah something productive if you yeah. can but just to separate yep and and set yourself a time at night too. Like I don't, yep. I don't answer unless it's a major emergency for me. After, you know, once I leave the office, I don't usually respond to most business-related things until the following day. Right. Unless it's you know an emergency, an issue that needs to be handled right now. Right. Which yeah. everybody has different opinions on what an emergency <laughs> yeah, constitutes. Right. I mean, in my business, if your house is on fire, that's I shouldn't be your first call. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. but after that's all handled. Yes, definitely. Give me a call and we'll at least make you comfortable for the night to figure out what we have to do. Mm -hmm. But just making sure your priorities are in order. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So we'll we'll, we'll move towards closing it out here. Sure. And I like to end it by asking, like a business aside, what are three things you're really excited about in life right now? Like what are your like passions? Like sure. putting business aside, what do you like to do? I would say the three things that have me most excited right now, one are, or one is, is watching my daughter grow. She's, she's a year and a half this month, so she's still pretty new to us and to the world. Yeah. But she's hit that stage now where she's walking and running and talking and just watching her like grow and learn. figure things yeah. out and learn is far more fun than I ever thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, when it's not your kid and you watch other people raise kids, it kind of looks like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I was kind of felt like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to do that. But yeah. when it's now that I have her, it's so much fun just to watch her do her thing most of the time when she's not <laughs> throwing a tantrum and being crazy. But that's awesome. That's part of it, too. Um, so that's that's fun for me right now. The other thing is actually I, I, we hit on it before, too. I'm excited for, for Hope, my wife's mm -hmm. thing. She has this, I mean, she's she's a great realtor to begin with, but, you know, a lot of her time now is invested in this other 
business coaching, you know, helping other realtors yep. um, do well. And she is, for someone that hasn't been trained in that, she's really, really good at it. I mean, just I, I hear her conversations on the phone. And I've talked to business coaches in the last 10 years that have been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she's saying the same things and doing the same things that some of these people have, you know, were doing and saying. And she's new at it. That's awesome. But she has the the feel for it too. Like I said, she's got that go get it and you can do it and I'll give you, I'll help you out however you need and kind yeah. of a cheerleader type thing. People person. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think, you know, when you're, when you're new in business to have somebody, you know, have your back and, and Cheering remind you, on, yeah. you why you're doing it and, you know, keep you accountable and, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. she's, she's awesome at it. So that's really cool. Yeah. She's, I, I couldn't do it myself. I don't have that. That who wrote my 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 point of view is much harder. Like do it or don't do it. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. all there is to it. But she's awesome at it. So that's that's exciting. And then uh, I'm actually I've decided to to go get my pilot's license. So that's that's the oh, next yeah. thing that I'm looking forward to. I've wanted to do that since I was a kid. And that's awesome. If I don't do it now, I never will. And and my wife has fortunately endorsed that choice. So well, there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, I told her it wouldn't be happening. If she would have said don't then i wouldn't because it's not the, the cheapest thing to dive into but yeah it's an expensive exactly. hobby but yeah she was all she was she was all for it so that's we awesome give that a shot so i'm looking forward to it very cool yeah very cool well you got anything else to add no i don't think so i mean if if this is going out to people that are thinking about getting into business for themselves i would say just do your research mm-hmm. that's you know look at all the costs involved and look at the income potential and look at the time and effort invested and, and make sure it's right. But if it is, it's worth it. I think. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You know, if, if that's what you want to do and you have that passion and that drive to do it and you're going to do it the right way, I, you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank cool. you for being here. Yeah. I appreciate it. It was fun. It was. Thanks for listening. As I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash peak productions, where you can gain exclusive access to behind the scenes footage and a more in-depth view into my process. Thanks again.